You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. All the way from a sunny Southern California day into 32 million homes and counting. You're with American Trends, and I'm Barry Nussbaum filling in tonight for Dr. Gina as she's just about to land in St. Louis for the presidential debate. Hey, our poll question today, Trump or Clinton, who has the best plan to protect America from radical Islam? Vote in that poll at U2America.com or use the U2America app available now for Apple and Android devices. Download it now if you don't have it already. Okay, coming up. One of the big topics this weekend at the presidential debate will be the refugee issue. But for some reason, Christians fleeing persecution in the Middle East are not being brought to the United States as refugees. The flood of refugees coming to the United States are almost exclusively Muslim. Here to discuss the esteemed author of the book, Battle for the Soul of Islam. He's also the president of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy, Dr. Zahudi Jasser a great American patriot, Dr. Jasser. So good to see you again, my friend. Oh, it's great to be with you, Barry. Thanks for having me back. It's such a thrill. So talk to me. You're an insider in the Islamic community. Christians are being slaughtered throughout the Middle East. Can you explain to me why, for some reason, President Obama is bringing, like, I don't know the exact percentage, 99.9% of all refugees to the United States are Muslim refugees and virtually no Christians, and the Christian slaughter is not even being mentioned? Why? It's, it's just bizarre. And, and, you know, literally our ambassador to the UN, uh, Samantha Power, is the one that wrote the book on genocide, and it took our Congress to demand that they declare it a genocide for then Secretary Kerry to get backed into calling what ISIS was doing to the Christian community as genocide. And I'll tell you, this is a cascade of problems. It starts with basically the refugee issue is a Darwinian evolution of first come, first serve, and the Christian communities being left last. But I would tell you the solution is not to, not to just sort of say, let's let in Christians. If we had an ideological filter against Islamists, which would include probably 30% of the Muslims coming in are supporters of the Islamist movement. 20% have been pulled to have sympathies for ISIS. So if we can pull that, we can certainly vet them, but we're not vetting against any ideology. So we let all anyone who wants to come in, even insurgents come in here. So as a result, it's first come, first serve. If we remove the 20, 30% Islamists from coming in, then you'd have a fair distribution of the five to 10% that our Christians come in. But right now, as you said, out of the last 10,000, 9,954 were Muslim. And there were only by accident 40 some Christians that came in. And that's just un-American and it's unfair. We should only let those in that share our values. All right, well, let, I, that's a really, really interesting thought, and I have no idea the answer to the question I'm going to ask you. Why aren't we asking people, doctor, the exact question you just talked about, which is, hi, welcome to America. No one's going to shoot you. No one's going to boil you alive. No one's going to kill your children. Are you in favor of a democracy? where there's freedom of religion, or are you in favor of Sharia law? 
or are you in favor of ISIS or do you support Al Qaeda? And simple five or six questions. When I hear these questions talked about, very liberal progressives say that that's un-American. Am I missing something here? You're, no, not at all, because you're using rational American thought to oppose how we should approach this. But unfortunately, the folks whispering into the ears of Obama's administration and the UN and uh, others are Islamists. It's the Muslim Brotherhood type groups that would never acknowledge that political Islam is a threat. To them, it's only about terror groups. It's only about those that would seek violence when in fact the underbelly of all these groups are Islamist supremacism. I have a podcast I do called Reform This and a couple of weeks ago I did a, a short interview of what, with a fictitious Abdul who's a refugee and I went through some of the things you just asked. And some people say, oh, it's a waste of time because they'd lie in the interviews. As any intelligence officer can tell you, we've been doing this for decades. We know how in one interview to ask questions in a way that you can tell if they're just sort of telling you what you think you want to hear or if you can look at how they view the country they're coming to. Ask them, for example, do you think there should be laws against drawing the Prophet Muhammad? Do you think women and men are equal? Things that we perceive in the Muslim reform movement as being staples of universal human rights can be asked of these people and you'd quickly know whether they share our values. Because they can go to other Islamist countries like Iran, Saudi Arabia, wherever they want to go if they don't want to come to a Western society where they share our values. They don't have to come here. Well, for some of these people, doctor, it really is a choice between being an American or being a Muslim because for some of them, their religion is their political way of life and there, there is no alternative as far as government, way of life, societal structure, and so on. So if we ask, maybe as you say, 20 or 30 percent will go, oh no, 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 I wanna, I wanna live under Sharia. And uh, I don't care what the Constitution says, uh, I, I want the Mufti to tell me what to do. Can we just say to those people, oh, sorry, you can't come in. And, and Barry, the importance of this question is that it goes far beyond these refugees that we're bringing in. This vetting process can then be used for any immigrants, whether we seek, they're seeking political asylum, because if you look, most of those, what they believe about the Islamist theocracy mentality versus American freedom. And if we don't know, by gosh darn, they better not be getting security clearances, so, let alone immigrants. So is, is there truly some protection or some preclusion from having those specific questions, doctor, that you're alluding to being asked when they get to the door and they knock to come in? I just testified to Congress about this similar issue, and the Democrat witness, basically, Dr. Aziz from Texas, said, well, Dr. Jaster is running south of the uh, uh, separation clause and the government can never get into religion. And I'm, my response, which has uh, been viewed tens of thousands of times on YouTube was, listen, the Constitution is not a suicide pact. If you have a so-called theology, which wraps itself in, in a theological argument, when in fact it's a political theocracy, we already have many established laws that, that outlaw things like polygamous cults, 
uh, uh, animal sacrifice, things that are done in the name of religion, but yet we outlaw them in this free country because there are things we just don't accept. And it's the same thing with Islamist ideas. You can't wrap yourself in a faith and say that, well, we don't care if it's going to destroy your country, we'll let it come in because it's under the name of religious freedom. You know what, for the sake of America and our security, Doctor, I hope to God whoever wins consults with you. We need a whole different admission set of questions or we're in a lot of trouble. Thanks for being with us. Coming up next, we've got uh, Frank Wuko is going to be here. We're going to talk more about American security, and we want you staying with us. Don't go away, America. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.